are now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Gerard. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. We're your host, Stephanie Gerard. And Katie Hilton. And this week, we are headed to the sunny city of San Diego with Scout Sobel. Talk about alliteration. Say that three times fast. I dare you. I don't know if I can. Sunny city of San Diego is Scout Sobel. Okay, but listen, I'm very proud of this. I learned it when I was younger. Peter Rubber picked a peck of pickle pepper, a peck of pickle pepper. Peter Rubber picked a Peter Rubber picked a peck of pickle pepper. Where's the peck of pickle pepper? Peter Rubber picked. (laughs) That's impressive. You should put that on your resume. Can say Peter Piper pick to peck a pickled peppers and then do a comma precisely just to add another P just I'll just say faster than you can. Yeah. And then a wink. I love that. But anyways, before we get into today's episode with the lovely scout Sobel, I have the city fun fact to share with you. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. All right, here we go. Homeowners in the San Diego region may be charged with a $250 fine if they don't remove their Christmas lights by February 2nd. Okay, that's a buzzkill. Yeah, a buzzkill. It's a bahumbug. But bahumbug. Bahumbug. <laughs> bahumbug. Wait, bahumbug. Yes. What a well, now big, it sounds weird in my head. I know. What a, a big city of Grinches, which is also, this is an also fun fact that ties in. Dr. Seuss is from San Diego and he wrote The Grinch. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's so fun. Um, what is <laughs> what does the may part mean? Like you may be charged. You may if they're if if the Christmas lights aren't up to par, if they're like, you know, those houses that yeah, yeah. Stay those up a little bit probably. too long. Well, my mom said that I think it was an old wives' tale, but you have to have your Christmas lights down by the fifth of January. Otherwise, you have bad luck for the year. <gasps> I've never heard of that. The 5th of January seems too soon. When the Christmas lights come down, that's when the seasonal depression hits. Seasonal depression hits literally December 22nd, 26th. 22nd. That's like the best day of my life. Like that's that's Christmas is almost here, but okay. Funny that we're talking about this because the whole reason there were a lot of fun facts about San Diego. Tony Mm -hmm. Hawk is from there. Jason Mraz has an avocado farm in San Diego. But I really just want to talk about how Christmas is only 131 days away. Is it really? Yeah. So you need to start shopping for my gift. I have your Christmas gift from last year still. Same. And your birthday gift. But this is a great segue. Listeners, locale, the locale gals. If you're looking for a gift to give somebody, there's this new book on the market. It's called The Emotional Entrepreneur. And today's guest is the author of it. Yes. Scout Sobel. She is the founder of Scout's Agency, co-host of the popular OKSIS podcast and the host of Scout Podcast. She is a trailblazer in the media industry for utilizing podcast as a powerful. She's a trailblazer. (laughs) She is a trailblazer in the media industry for utilizing podcasts as a powerful form of PR. 
After starting OKSIS, which focuses on female guests, Scout fell in love with spreading women's stories and identified the rising popularity and influence of podcasts. Scout has also lived with bipolar disorder for the last 15 years. She was once unable to function in society, but after finding entrepreneurship and taking radical responsibility over her emotions, she is now able to live a life of purpose. Her debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, provides the mindset and emotional tools she learned from managing her mental illness that have helped her succeed in business. And she has graced us with her presence today on the podcast. She'll tell us all the best places to stay, dine, drink, and play in the sunny city of San Diego. All right, ladies and maybe some gents. Today we are here in San Diego, California with a very special guest, Scout Sobel. Scout, thank you so much for coming on Like a Local today and being our tour guide. Before we get into the local lowdown of San Diego, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are and what you do, which we realize that's a loaded question because you wear many different hats, but go for it. I'm so excited. I feel like the fact that I live in San Diego is always a mystery to my sister who lives in Los Angeles. So I'm excited to get into the beauty of San Diego. Um, But for those who don't know me, I am Scout. I am the founder of Scout's Agency, a PR agency that that specializes in getting women as guests on podcasts. I am also the co-host of OK Sis Podcast with my sister Mads. I am the host of Scout Podcast, where I talk about the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship which was also the inspiration for my now launched book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, since I live with bipolar disorder. So that's a little quick snapshot of what I do and who I am. Yeah. So you're not busy. Um, yeah. And you know what? I have been, so we're recording this before my book launch. And this whole week I've been like, you know what? I'm going to relax. I'm going to end work early. I'm going to be chill. I'm going to be in my feminine. I'm just going to receive and like three days later, I, that plan was just not working for me any longer. So it's fine. You yeah. tried. Yeah, I tried. And congrats on the book. What a huge accomplishment. And I'm sure a labor of love it's been. Can you tell us a little bit more about it before we move into the San Diego local lowdown? Yeah. So the emotional entrepreneur is essentially the emotional guidebook for entrepreneurship. It is comprised of 25 lessons, and they are all mindset, emotional lessons that I learned from managing my bipolar disorder that I found really helped me in business. When I started Scouts Agency and OKSIS Podcast and like the 25 million other businesses I started before that, I recognized that the reason I was able to stay in the game and be successful and scale Scouts Agency so significantly was not because I had the investments or the resources or the finances or the education It was because I knew how to emotionally handle putting myself out there, growing, putting myself in new positions, becoming a leader, et cetera. And so when I realized that entrepreneurship was literally just a game of high highs and low lows, just like my bipolar disorder, I realized that, sure, we can talk all day long about strategy and P&Ls and how to manage a team and revenue flow and all that good stuff. But if you can't emotionally handle risk, uncertainty, um, putting yourself out there, celebrating the small wins, believing in yourself, all of those things, it's going to be very difficult to implement the more masculine strategies to the whole game. So I decided to write the emotional guidebook for women to walk through entrepreneurship, whether it's starting their own podcast or starting an agency or a product-based business kind of runs the gamut of whatever that they can emotionally feel safe through the process. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love those parallels that you're drawing. When can our listeners get the book? You can get it right now when this is published. Just go to yeah. Amazon, mm-hmm. search Scout Sobel or The Emotional Entrepreneur, and it is available. Amazing. So how old were you when you started your entrepreneurial journey and were you already in San Diego? So I was born and raised in San Diego. So this is where my family is. This is where my home is. Um, I left San Diego at the age of 18 for college. I lived in Berkeley and then I moved to New York and then I came back to San Diego when I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I lived in San Diego then for another year from 20 to 21. And then when I was 21, I moved to Los Angeles because my mom moved to LA. And so I moved with her because I got an internship at C Magazine, which obviously I quit because my bipolar disorder. And then six or eight months after living in Los Angeles, I moved to Orange County because that's where my now husband, then boyfriend was living. And so I lived in Orange County for two years. That's where I found entrepreneurship. I started a magazine with my friend at the age of 22. Yes. And that was my first kind of aha moment because up until then I hadn't been able to hold a job. I quit being a gelato scooper, a hostess, all the things. And that magazine really introduced me to the fact that there was an area that I could play and follow through and succeed at. So that's where my entrepreneurial journey started. Um, But then I moved back to San Diego at the age of 24 with my husband because he's from here too. We met in high school and I have been here ever since. So six years ago, I moved back here permanently. Awesome. So why should someone consider coming to visit San Diego? I love San Diego so much. Like sometimes I think to myself, do I live here because I feel bad abandoning my father? And like, probably that's probably part of the reason. Um, But then I really think about it and I just don't see myself living anywhere else. San Diego is this really beautiful blend. I think now in high school, it was different. It wasn't as trendy. There weren't cute restaurants like there are now or bars or coffee shops like maybe there were already in Los Angeles or New York, et cetera. But San Diego is such a good mix. It's so, when people are like, why should I go to San Diego? It's so big that there's something for everyone. So, you know, there is that beach culture that you can totally engage in. We have some of the most beautiful beaches. There's La Jolla, there's Encinitas, there's Del Mar, there's OB, there's PB, there's Coronado, there's so many. And there's also an urban kind of more city life to it with Little Italy and downtown and Hillcrest and North Park, which is kind of more where I hang out in. I'm not such a such a beach girl. Um, although I, you know, I love going. Yeah, I really honestly don't go to the beach that much living in San Diego. I think I see the ocean like once every three months. Yeah. Um, but that's what I really love about it is that one, there's there's kind of a pocket for everybody. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to describe it as Los Angeles. But everybody took a deep breath and doesn't give that much of a shit about what other people think about them. It's kind of just like, we can relax. I feel like when I go to LA, it's very similar culture as in similar types of restaurants, similar types of stuff. You know, San Diego is just like a little bit more relaxed. A little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little less. It's like less extra. It's like take, cut the fat, cut the insecurities, Mm -hmm. cut Mm -hmm. the anxiety, Cut the fact that it takes you 30 minutes just to go to fucking Trader Joe's. Right. And San Diego. Right. And like a little less Botox and lip injections, right? Yeah. Maybe. A little bit. I mean, kind of. Yeah. 
Still Southern California. Still Southern California. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have you seen okay. the Real Housewives of Orange County, Stephanie? No, I haven't. I'm not a house girl. I know, I know housewives you're not. gal. I, know. I can't believe they don't have a housewives in San Diego. How far away is San Diego? I should know this. I should really know this, but how far away is San Diego from LA? So from like two and a half hours drive. And then OC, it's like hour, hour and a half, depending where in OC you go. Okay. It's all really close. Well, that's a good segue into where someone should stay. So are there particular hotels or Airbnbs that you like? And then talk a little bit about the neighborhoods that you were just talking about, like Little Italy and like where you live and like to hang out. So the one thing about San Diego is that we haven't really dialed in hotels that locals would want to hang out at. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, like Palm Springs has all the cool hotels. Los Angeles has the Santa Monica proper, stuff like that. Chateau Marmont, whatever. We don't really so much have that. And I think that's the last thing missing from San Diego. But if you are coming to San Diego, La Valencia in La Jolla is beautiful. Rancho Valencia in Rancho Santa Fe is beautiful. La Berge in Del Mar, beautiful. These are all more classically beautiful hotels versus trendy if you're looking for something a little bit more trendy, I would go to the Pendry downtown, although I'm not such a huge fan of being downtown, but that's a really, really beautiful hotel. So those are some of the hotels that I would probably recommend. However, none of those are somewhere that I go for drinks, if that makes sense, like with right. my friends. Mm-hmm. If we're looking for an Airbnb, what pocket, like what neighborhoods would you recommend us look in? If you're looking for an Airbnb, if you want a beach experience, I would do La Jolla is more classically beautiful. Del Mar is more traditional. Okay. And Sanitas is younger, a little bit more hippie yet modern vibes. I love Encinitas. It's so okay. beautiful. It's really beautiful. But Encinitas is really far away from more of the trendy young young professional zone, which is Little Italy and downtown and North Park, et cetera. So I would probably pick your vibe. If it's beach vibe and you want a young crowd, Encinitas. If it's beach vibe and you want more of an upscale crowd, La Jolla. If you want more of a young professional trendy night out where you're going with your girlfriends for a nice drink, Mm -hmm. Little Italy. Okay. That was a good breakdown of like personalities. I love it. Yeah. No, how far away are, are these areas from the beach? So Little Italy's on the bay. So you can see the water from Little Italy, which is really nice. La Jolla is on the beach. It's a beach community. And Encinitas this is a beach community as well. Okay. And then when you travel just out of curiosity, are you more of an Airbnb gal or hotel? Hotel. Yeah. I would not, I don't, I, I don't want to say it in our meeting. I actually, I saw this meme last night and it was like, do people that own Airbnbs, like just like, accept the fact that everybody's fucking all over their house, but like, also like, okay, there's that, like the host, but the staying issue for me is one, it's just as fucking expensive as a hotel. Right. And right. I'm staying in somebody's house, which is disgusting. Right. There's no coffee. There's no breakfast. There's no cute so restaurant. True. What, why are people staying in Airbnbs? It's the same price. Yeah. You're spot on. You're totally right. I can see it. Like if you're, if you're traveling with a huge group of people. Yes. So my mom's side of the family, I have three step siblings. We all have significant others. Mm -hmm. It's like 10 to 13 of us at all times. And so we get a big house, but if you're going with one person somewhere, I don't understand the appeal of Airbnb. You're spot on. 
Um, all right. Well, now that we have a pillow for our heads and we know where we're staying, let's move into our favorite segment where to eat. So scout, what are your top three restaurants in San Diego? Okay. Oh my God. Right now, it kind of depends. Obviously, I've moved into different neighborhoods. So kind of every time I move to a neighborhood, I obviously go to the ones that are closer by. Right now, I would say I am always eating at Fortunate Sun. Fortunate Sun is a new Chinese food restaurant. There is a group in San Diego that builds restaurants and they are fucking phenomenal at it. The visuals are incredible. It's almost like adult Disneyland, the level of attention they give to the decor um, and the food, like everything is pristine. So fortunate son is close by me. It's a Chinese food restaurant that is absolutely delicious. My husband and I go there for takeout or dine in like every week and a half, probably. So we're pretty regulars there. Mm-hmm. Um, order. So, uh, the crab rangoon is really good. The shrimp, the walnut shrimp, I always get. And then I like the crispy noodles. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I want a really beautiful night out, I think born and raised is the best in little Italy. It's an American slash steakhouse. And then, um, on their roof, you can go for a bar or just a drink too. It's beautifully done. It's very 1920s prohibition style, et cetera. It kind of takes you back to a different era. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I highly recommend there. And then the third place I would probably say is Buena Forchetta in South Park. That is an Italian restaurant. If you do not have a party of six, you cannot make a reservation. It could be six or eight. You have to check that out. Um, And it could take an hour and a half plus for you to get seated. So if you are under a party of six and there's no way you're going to get to a party of six, go to Kindred, which is across the street for a drink. It is a vegan restaurant, but it's also a bar. And it has really, really amazing cocktails. So you put your name down, you go to Kindred for a drink. And then when it's your turn, you eat at Buena Forchetta. Buena Forchetta is an Italian restaurant. Uh, the owners and everyone that work there are Italians. Italians, Italian. And the food is probably, like, I genuinely think that Buena Forchetta's pizza is better than pizza in Italy. Like, it's oh, wow. they literally shipped over an Italian oven. It is so fucking good. Oh my God. I can't deal with it. I order the Nicola pizza every single time. What's on it? Um, it's just kind of a mozzarella with uh, garlic and prosciutto and maybe some okay. other anchovies and mushrooms. I think so. Yeah. It's so good. I would be eating that literally every day. Well, the only reason I don't eat it every day is because I need a group of six or else it's like a five hour situation. Right. Yeah, so that's-, that's the only reason I don't go there. They do have other locations. There's one in Liberty Station, which is near Point Loma. They have one in Encinitas, but the one in South Park has the most charm. I'd be like, here are my imaginary friends. They count. So my family and I sometimes will make a reservation and be like, oh, two people didn't show up when we get there. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. It's smart. Um, Okay. So you're on the West Coast and I have to ask, because I asked every, ask every person that's on the West Coast, this is in and out worth it. Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. Oh my God. It's the best. So good. Okay. It's so fucking good. The only thing is that you don't go in and out. It takes like an hour every single time. There are always people in the, it, the lines out the door every single time. It is jam packed constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. An in and out night is a good fucking night. Okay. What, what do you order? Do you get the, like the animal style? So I get the animal style fries, a large pink lemonade, and I get the protein style double double with grilled onions and pickles. Okay. I'll write that down because I've never tried it. 
But when I go on the West coast, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I couldn't live without it. I don't eat it that much because it's a lot, right? Yeah. It's like big it's meal. Um, but when it's an in and out night, oh God, fuck, you put it in my head. Fuck. <laughs> when it gets in my Tonight, head, it's like, it's I Friday. need it's Friday. Get, no, I got a book launch coming up. Like I got to wear a cute dress. Fuck. Oh, oh my God. In and out is that addicting. When you put it in my head, it's like within 24 hours, I got to get it. You said I have a book launch. I was like, yeah, treat yourself. But you're like, no dress. Um, <laughs> after, after the book launch. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Fine. So you were talking about the, the vegan place with the cocktails. It's a good segue into where to drink. So I know that most of us like to go drab, go drab, so go hard. drab. <laughs> English is so hard some days. It is. I agree. It is. Go grab drinks, you mm-hmm. know, for good conversation, like before dinner, after dinner, during, during the day. So what are some, what are the top three places that you would go to grab a drink with some friends or family? So I'm not so picky when it comes to where I get my drinks, mostly because I drink at like five. So yeah. I'm not like going out for late night drinks. I would say that for like, Polite Provisions, which is actually right next to Fortunate Sun, is a really great bar. That's always fun to go eat at Fortunate Sun and then head over there for a drink as well. Um, There used to be this place called Hunter Proof, and they closed. I could walk there from my old apartment, so that was kind of my go-to for a really long time. Um, But to just walk up and get a drink, like truly anywhere in Little Italy, I feel like is the best type of vibe if you're not going to Polite Provisions. I'm really not that picky when it comes to that. I mean, Kettner Exchange has a great bar in Little Italy if you want to have more of a going out vibe. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to just drinks with a girlfriend, I live in Kensington, so I'll go to just one of the random restaurants out here. I don't get so picky on that. But I think if you're looking for a drink destination, Polite Provisions, Kindred, the bar at Born and Raised, Kettner Exchange is good. Oh, and then if you're a drinker, there's a new speakeasy called Youngblood, which is behind mm-hmm. Neighborhood in downtown. Literally, like, remember how I said there's that group that makes all these restaurants? Yeah. 99% of these restaurants are them. <laughs> so there's this incredible speakeasy. It was the first place I went to in COVID and didn't wear a mask inside. And it, you pay up front. It's like, I don't remember what it is, $65 or $85 for the night upfront payment. You make it when you make your reservation. You can only come at a certain time. They like escort people in at different times. And it's a really small, incredible bar. It's a really amazing experience. And you get you get a glass of champagne when you walk in. And then you get four cocktails. And they're custom made in front of you. So they ask you, do you want this uh, flavor palette, this, this, or this? You decide. And then they make you one. They do do mocktails. So for example, my husband's sober. He had an amazing time. He drank like four incredible mocktails. I personally cannot drink four cocktails. That's insanity. So I had three mocktails, one drink, and one glass of champagne. But that's like a really great experience. Yeah. yeah. You get dressed up. You have to get dressed up to go there. And yeah. yeah. You wear like a flapper dress from Gatsby. You know what? That I I would probably um, blend into the decor if I wore that. Yeah. That is exactly the vibe. Exactly the vibe. Love that. What's your go-to drink? Oh, you know, just Sauvignon Blanc or a skinny margarita. I don't drink hard alcohol that much. 
Yeah. So I haven't drinking hard alcohol in a long time. And then I drank tequila for my sister's birthday. And I recognize that I can actually go longer with tequila than I can with wine. So if I'm going out or if I have to be drinking for a while, I'll go skinny margarita. Mm -hmm. But on an average day, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Tequila is an upper, you know? It is. And I didn't know that. And it's more of a body high than a mental high, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. interesting. But I don't, I can't drink. I can't drink. I'm not that great at drinking. Yeah. Wait, I feel like I saw something on Mad's Instagram. Maybe she was drinking 818. Have you tried it? So I haven't tried it. And she told me, maybe she doesn't want this, but she told me that the first few times she tried it, she really liked it. And then she tried it again and then she didn't anymore. Okay. I really want to try it. Is 818 the one that has is probiotics in it? No, it's um, Kendall's Kardashian. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we're full from all the food, we're tipsy. Let's talk about activities and attractions. So Scout, what are some things or sites to see you'd recommend someone to check out and experience while they're in San Diego? I... I think just walking around different neighborhoods that you really like is the best thing. We don't necessarily, I mean, you could go to the zoo if you want to go to the zoo. Um, I think the most beautiful, historic, kind of awe-inspiring place to walk around is Balboa Park. Balboa Mm -hmm. Park is in the middle, it's kind of like above downtown in the middle of Hillcrest. There's all these neighboring things. And it's this huge, beautiful park with gorgeous, gorgeous architecture with different um, art museums, et cetera. That's the most, I think, unique kind of tourist, not tourist because I go there, but attraction that I would tell you to go see Mm -hmm. specifically. Okay. Okay. What's the weather like? I know that it's Mm. probably, it's so nice. Just, but tell our audience. You know, this month has been very hot and very humid Mm -hmm. and I pay income tax to -hmm. not live in humidity. Mm-hmm. And so something got fucked up with the contract that I made with yeah. the IRS because <laughs> fucking right. lit outside and we're all confused. We're all oh, very no. confused right now. Normally, um, you know, August and September are hotter, like, I don't know, 80. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have, we have about a week to two weeks where we have a heat wave where it gets in the 90s, sometimes hits 100. It also really depends if you live inland or closer to the beach. Inland is like 10 degrees hotter at all times. But yeah, it's pretty even keeled. It's pretty even keeled. Like it's pretty generally 65 to 75 zone. Um, In in the winter, you know, it's just my wardrobe consists of in the winter jeans and more of a long sleeve t-shirt. And then in the summer shorts and a crop top. Like that's really it. I don't ever feel the need so much to bring a jacket out. There's very few times. I'm also, I don't really mind being cold, but there's very few times where I like need a jacket to go out somewhere. Wow. That's great. Cause I, I hate cold. I hate cold weather so much. Yeah. yeah it, it's pretty, it's just super, it's always just room temperature. Not always it rains, but weather is never, it's not part of our culture. It's not, mm-hmm. we don't have to deal with weather. Like I went to Chicago and it was fucking storming in the Uber and I texted someone who was there. I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't have an umbrella. It wasn't supposed to rain today. And there's fucking lightning in front of my face. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't you, deal with weather. You needed to get a poncho, like a bright yellow poncho, just to let everybody know that you're visiting, you're mm-hmm. there, you weren't prepared. Um, you know what? Yeah. I would have paid money 
for a poncho. I would have I would have put down a hundred bucks if I saw. I got out of this Uber and I was drenched. Yeah. Oh my god. I said oh, I, I just got my hair done. I know. That actually reminds me. I really need to get an umbrella because it's been raining a lot recently, and like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I just need to buy a friggin' umbrella. Where are you guys? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then Katie's in Raleigh, North oh. Carolina. Those, yeah. those places are like popping these days, huh? They're getting, they're getting built up and trendy and all the things. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Charlotte is definitely, I I'm from Raleigh. Like I used to live in Raleigh, but I, I like Charlotte a little bit more because there's more going on. Fun. Um, yeah. That's what wait, have you ever been to North Carolina? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. You should. Oh, do you watch Outer Banks? No, okay, never mind. That's in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I've never seen Outer Banks. All right. Well, do you have any other activity recommendations or attractions before we move on to rapid fire round? I mean, other than the beach, I think Swami's beach and Encinitas is really great because it's um, not that crowded. Oh, and the meditation gardens in Encinitas. My husband took me there on a date in high school. It's really beautiful and it overlooks the ocean. Wait, tell us a little bit more about that. Like what's the landscape like? So it's connected to the meditation center and it's kind of like uh, you go up a mountain and the mountain is kind of all gardens and beautiful, uh, you know, trees and vegetation and what's it called? You know, when there's water, not fountain, but creeks and, you know, stuff. Yeah. And um, you get to the top and um, it's not like a trek. It's like a walk up a stair and then you're on the cliff of the ocean and you can look out onto the entire ocean. Oh my God. That's a dream. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to be really quiet. You can't really speak higher than a whisper. People sit there and meditate. It's a really beautiful spot. I would have to go alone because in those situations, if I'm with somebody, I, it's like in class when like, you're really trying not to laugh and yeah, just like want to, you just have the giggles. You just have the giggles. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. Then you, yeah. You alone there would probably be best. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have to pay to get in? Like is there a mission? Free. And how many days do you think is a good uh, vacation in San Diego to really soak everything in? Yeah, just because it's so big. I don't think people realize how big San Diego is. You know, it it could take me 45 minutes to drive up to North County and there's whole other areas up there. So um, I would probably give it a week. Well, we're going to need more restaurants and bars (laughs) recommendations. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, get the camp. Camber app. Camber. Yeah. Camber, Camber, yeah. Camber. I was stalking you on it last night, Scout. Oh my God. I have friends on there. I'm verified. I don't know if you know that, but I am the third verified person. So. Oh, wow. Congratulations. She just strings yeah. with the owners. <laughs> and then I told them that if they verify me, they can't verify anybody else without my consent. So I'm actually on the board of who gets verified. Oh and my so God. I that's a good be, deal. I know. I don't know if they'll actually listen to me, but. I told them that's my role. So, oh my if you God. have it in writing or anything, we could take it to court if they don't want to listen. I think it's in a text message somewhere. That's enough. Yeah. And I'm sure your sister, it. she won't want to go to court with you, but if she does, just tell that her. Would be, I have the proof. That would be that insane. Would, that would be, I think Mads and I should go to court just to document that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You'd capture some great content out of that. Yes. We would. Wait, so, can you just give a, a little blurb yeah. about Camber? For our listeners. Oh my God. I should know more of the pitch, the elevator pitch. So Camber is the app that my sister is developing with her co-founder Lauren, and it is a travel recommendation app. Essentially 
those moments where you ask your friend, hey, can you write down all your recommendations on a Google Doc since they just came from Tulum? Those days are over. They can put all of their recommendations for every city into Camber and kind of create like itinerary lists in a very cute, on-brand, trendy way. Yes, it's genius. It's amazing. It's incredible. Shout out to Mads. Seriously, truly, truly, truly. Yep. But Um, okay, I think it's time to move into the rapid fire round. It's rapid fire round. of needing more places for our week stay in San Diego. What is the most Instagrammable spot? Um, probably morning glory for brunch. What is your favorite pizza spot? So Buena Forchetta for more of a sit down, obviously, but if I'm just getting pizza like to go, I'll get Bronx pizza. Mm-hmm. What's on your pizza order? Do you get the same, the Napoli? Wait. My pizza yeah. order is, you know, I'm down for just cheese, but I really love if it's up to me. I love a cheese, mushroom, and anchovy pizza if I'm just getting takeout. And then if I'm at a fancier place, I like prosciutto on my pizza. Do you like cold pizza the next day? I mean, I do, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. You just, you're like, you got to get it done in one night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite San Diego event? Oh my God. Do I go to San Diego events? There probably hasn't been any for over a year and a half. I mean, I know that there's, I think there's crossed, but I don't go to that shit. I don't want to go to an yeah. event. Don't ask me okay. to go to an event. It's too many okay. people. It's too many, yeah. too many people. We don't need to be around them. Go to the meditation yeah. garden. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the event, which, you know, I don't personally have a connection to, but my husband does, uh, the race horses at Del Mar racetrack in the summer is, I guess, an event that people do. Okay. Tell us your favorite coffee shop. My favorite coffee shop, I have a few. I really like Wholesome in North Park. Dark Horse is always good for a really strong coffee. Uh, Bird Rock Coffee Shop is where my husband gets all of his coffee. The Panikin is my OG spot from when I was in high school. They closed down the one in Del Mar. However, they have one in La Jolla that I used to literally live at. And then they have one in Lucadia as well. Okay. So it and sounds then, like uh, you're a big coffee person. I am. I like yeah. going to coffee shops. Yeah. So my husband is a coffee aficionado. So he, he roasts his own coffee. He has the espresso machine and the pour oh, over wow. and the fancy grinder and he weighs it out. And so I don't. You're spoiled. I, I couldn't come, yeah. I couldn't come home with yeah. beans. Yeah. Have you right. ever heard of Starbucks? Yes. <laughs> Love Starbucks. Okay. I do. I love it because it fucking amps me up. Like it gets the job done, period. I always get my drink at Starbucks. If I need a little bit of a boost, it's an iced green tea unsweetened venti. And then if I really need something for the day, it's an iced coffee unsweetened with a splash of almond milk. Okay. I love how you pronounced unsweetened. That was beautiful. So eloquently said. I should say that I love coffee shops because I like sitting at them. Yeah. But if I'm on the go, it's a Starbucks. Okay. Would your husband get mad if you came home with a Starbucks cup of coffee? No, but he wouldn't drink it. He's very upset about the way they make it. Like, get this out of my face. Yeah. Like we have coffee tastings here. Okay. That's incredible. Um, And I always like the one that's most like the Starbucks. And he says that's because Starbucks burns their coffee. 
so that it can across the board taste the same at every location. And so our like the mass palette for coffee is actually wrong. Wow. That is like a consistency though, across like, that's like McDonald's. That's mm-hmm. why they're so popular. Cause you know what you're going to get. Yep. And Starbucks. so now we've been trained to like burnt coffee. So be it. <laughs> well, I think I'm probably about to enter that space because I do have a coffee plant um, that so I bought I. from the farmer's market that I think I've had for two years. Nothing's happened yet, but it is growing and, you know, good things come with time and I'll probably be able to contribute a little bit to, to your coffee taste tastings here soon. Sounds good because our coffee plant, my dog keeps eating the beans. So I can't wait to start seeing if, if we get anything, I don't know, it could be a waste, a lost cause, but it's a pretty plant. Um, okay. Favorite place to get wine and cheese. So my favorite place to get cheese, not dining out, but to take away is Venissimo cheese that they have the best cheese. And then there is a wine, organic wine shop in little Italy. I think it's called Caruth. Oh God. That's a really nice spot to get a drink with a cheese board. With your Sauvignon Blanc and nice cheese board. Yum. The best season to visit. Is there one? There's a, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, don't come in May or June. It's actually gloomy in the morning and people get really upset about that. So probably either right before that or July because August and September is a little hot. So I would say July or October. Okay. What are the touristy months? Probably just regular touristy things like summer because people think, yeah, probably just summer. What's your favorite rooftop bar? My favorite rooftop bar, this is also a situation that I feel like we haven't mastered yet. I don't feel like there's a rooftop bar. Like when I go to LA, Maddie takes me to EPLP or whatever. Like there's just a plethora of those things. Here there isn't so much. I mean, born and raised, their roof is their bars on the roof, but it doesn't feel like a rooftop. Same thing with Kettner Exchange, but they're just not places I go to on the regular. So that's something that I'm still on the lookout for. San Diego is not the spot for if you are looking for rooftop bars. I mean, like, Yet. I guess because there's also a restaurant with a rooftop bar. I just don't, they're around. I just am never like, what rooftop bar should I go to tonight? And one feels good to me. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't found your home yet. Yes. What's your favorite place to get dessert? My favorite place to get dessert, um, I really only like sour candy. So. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. What's like your favorite no sour ca- Um, I like sour patch canes with the berry version. I like sour punch. I like the watermelon. I like red licorice. Cute. Cool. So CVS or Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Favorite local business? My favorite local business is probably, I have three. They're all clothing stores. Mila in North Park is a vintage store. Uh, Vandevoort is a clothing store. And then Swirl is a clothing store too. And last but not least, what is the number one place to stay clear of? So if you don't want to look like a tourist, where's the tourist traps? Yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean, the beach becomes a tourist trap all the time. But I would say when someone comes and tells me they're going to PB, it's like a hard no for me. 
PB is the very, it's like all the frat boys that didn't grow up and are still 30 <laughs> and they're still going yeah. hard at disgusting bars. Yeah. That's very PB. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to add one more question. What is your favorite thing about San Diego? I think my favorite thing about San Diego is just that things feel really easy here. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels difficult when it comes to getting around or when it comes to the people there's just a really general attitude of non-judgment here. I never feel like I have to look a certain way or be a certain way. I never feel as if I have to be aware of who I'm around. Mm -hmm. And I feel as if while in many ways, it's not the most diversity, there's a lot of different types of people and industries and lifestyles within it. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, it just feels like there's something for me in every way. Mm-hmm. Beautiful answer. That was good. That was really good. Yay. Are there any celebrities that live in San Diego? Um, I mean, Alicia Keys just bought a house in La Jolla. Oh. And then Rancho Santa Fe is like the wealthiest neighborhood in San Diego. And, you know, a lot of really, really successful, wealthy business people live there. Um, I know Bill Gates, I think, has a house in Del Mar that he vacations at. Oh, casual. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip in general to share with our listeners? So it could be like a mantra, a book, a product. So I'm so bad at traveling. I actually don't like traveling. I'm not a traveler. Like I I prefer to not. So my travel tip is that is to keep it simple. For me, I want to park it in one place. I don't need to go somewhere and experience 10 cities in two weeks. So my travel tip to myself always is just pick the vibe I want and don't go crazy trying to fit in everything. Yeah. And where can our listeners find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. That's the best place to come hang out with me. Amazing. Well, Scout, thank you so much for coming on today. Katie and I will 100% be visiting you soon. We should have an in and out night instead of like going out. We can just have an in and out night. Love that. I'm down yes. with the people. Yes. And we can't wait to continue to watch you do just amazing things and see your book become a New York Times bestseller, right? From your lips to God's ears. That's, <laughs> that's, is that the phrase? Yeah. I've been yeah. wanting to use that phrase all week and you just gave me the fucking perfect opportunity. And wait. I ruined it by saying all that after. So that's literally so crazy that you just said that because yesterday I've been wanting to say that phrase and yesterday in our Instagram post or Instagram story, something that we posted, I had the opportunity to say it. And I felt it's such like a good little phrase to say. I think so. I know that's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun. Well, that's, it's meant to be that I just said it here. Maybe yeah. that means that I'm going to be a New York times bestseller. Yeah. Something's happening. <laughs> and that is a wrap on San Diego. If you enjoyed that episode and want more of California or anywhere in San Diego, or just anywhere in general, let us know who we should interview next. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you found any value in this episode, please tell your music instructor, tell your mom's best friend, and tell AT&T when you call them and complain about service. Team Verizon, baby. <laughs> I'm on team. I'm on Verizon also. Yeah. Um, and tune in next week for another episode of Like a Local Podcast. But until next time, enjoy your week. Thank you for listening and sayonara. Sayonara. Cool.